Well, a music icon has passed away. Eddie Van Halen died at the age of 65. Not only was he an incredible guitar player, he also was part of an amazing, an amazing marketing machine. Jason Harris joins us to talk all things Eddie Van Halen on today's Money with Friends. Welcome back to the Money with Friends podcast, coming to you live from my mom's half-finished basement in Palm Springs, California. I'm Joe Salcihai. And I'm Jason Harris, best-selling author of The Soulful Art of Persuasion and co-founder and CEO of advertising agency Mechanism. That's with a K, Mechanism. I thought, I, I wish you had something to do, Jason. I really do. Like if you could be a little busier and have some things going on, that would be fun. Yes, I, I would like that as well. Yes, that would be fun. This is the show where today Jason and I are going to cover a recent story, a sad one today, ripped from the financial press. Not only in, in all press today, not only do we read them like some podcasts, we dive into how they affect your wallet and what you can do to invest, save, pay down debt more effectively. If that's not enough, we're going to share a big idea at the end of today's show you can take with you to be better with money the rest of your day and all in usually less than 20 minutes. Man, you and I, last time we talked, we talked about, uh, we talked about The Clash a little bit, which is one of your that. favorite bands I know. Um, Eddie Van okay. Halen, that's got to be a part of your childhood too during that time frame, Jason. Oh, Van Halen uh, influenced me quite a bit. Uh, I remember I grew up in Virginia. I, I had a 1976 Camaro Burgundy with a Clarion uh, tape deck. And I remember driving, uh, driving that Camaro, which I earned by working at Domino's, uh, driving a Ford LTD. Then I earned that money and bought a red, a burgundy Camaro. Wouldn't be my first choice of color, but that's what was available. <laughs> and uh, I would just play uh, Van Halen uh, albums blasting out of my uh, Camaro and driving, you know, way too fast, uh, and, and had a, had a blast, uh, doing it, but they were, uh, incredibly influential, uh, to me. And, and, uh, I think there's a lot to be learned about, about marketing through, uh, through what they did. Um, and through Eddie Van Halen, who really was the heart of, you know, the namesake of the band, but the heart of it, because they went on, everyone thought it was David Lee Roth, but without David Lee Roth, they then got Sammy Hagar and went on to uh, even greater heights. And so really it, it kind of goes to show that the guitarist and the namesake was the heartbeat of the band. It's I had a nearly equally as cool car. I had a 1978 Monte Carlo Landau where the ceiling no longer attached because I left the windows open and there was some heavy dew a few nights in a row. And oh, so the, the ceiling kind of hung down and it had an eight track and I had KTEL Dimensions playing hits from Styx and REO Speedwagon. Air supply, like Man, all did those. I love sticks. Sticks was like, <laughs> sticks was so good. Not nearly that great. Hey, we're going to talk marketing, pivoting, the life of Eddie Van Halen. We're going to talk shredding. Let's see which one of our friends is going to help us kick off today's show. This is Lacey from the Military Money Show. Friends, check. Money, check, check. Friends with money, 
Let's do this. All right. Today's piece comes to us from just about everywhere. Uh, I chose one from the BBC. This is written by Mark Savage. How Eddie Van Halen scared the hell out of a million guitarists. Eddie Van Halen just died at the age of 65. He opened up dozens of new possibilities for the electric guitar with his wildly inventive and largely self-taught techniques, combining lightning quick two-handed picking techniques with hammer-ons, pull-offs, complex harmonics, and an array of innovative devices he patented. The guitarist became a pole star for generations of musicians. Uh, Eddie Cantrell of Alice in Chains said, Ed's a once or twice in a century kind of guy. There's Hendrix and there's Eddie Van Halen. Those two guys tilted the world on its axis. Seems like, Jason, what a crappy year. We began the year with Kobe Bryant passing away. We were close to the end of the year here. Eddie Van Halen passes away. The guitar, I think, was a part of his genius, but because you're a marketing guy, I think also being able to to um, to market those albums and to get the yeah. word out about that band, I think, was a huge part of their success as well. I mean, don't get me wrong. The beginning of You Really Got Me, like that guitar riff on their, on their remake of that song, where they really turned this song into a Van Halen song, yeah. was, is just kind of definitive for me of, of what they do. He would take anything and make it his own. Yeah. That, uh, you really got me and uh, running with the devil. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah right. same, same, I think same, uh, that was their first album that the, those two songs really, uh, did it for me. But when, when it comes to marketing, you know, there's a couple things that, that immediately come to mind. If you remember his, his, uh, red guitar that would have had the, white stripes all, all over it. And the, that guitar was, oh, you know, when every press photo, that's the guitar that he had kind of like, um, Bruce Springsteen with his like wood Telecaster. You were, you imagine Eddie Van Halen with that guitar and that guitar was part of the marketing that, you know, if you think about kiss with their makeup, Eddie's thing was that shows you good marketing. It shows you consistency and simplicity and you always thought of eddie van halen with that guitar and the guitar was called a frankenstrat because he put it together from a bunch of different parts of of uh, fenders to make that guitar that that had the eddie van halen sound but he marketed in such a smart way i don't know if it was on purpose or that was just his guitar you always saw him with that guitar and and that's a that's part of of strong marketing is consistency and that image, when you when you close your eyes, you think of Van Halen, you can't not think of, of Eddie's guitar. Is that something that most of us don't spend enough time thinking about, Jason? I mean, whether you're working the nine to five for a boss or you're 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 working for yourself, we don't think about our marketing enough about the way that we're presenting ourselves to the people around us. I mean, I think that's 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 probably true. I mean, it, it can be um, it can be. If you're, you know, yeah, I mean, I think, I think you should do what's natural. You should be human. You should be yourself. But, you know, I think good marketing comes down to sort of three principles that I always try to follow, at least with the brands that I work with. I don't always follow my own advice, but, you know, marketing is simple. Number one, it's simple. So you take complex issues and make, break it down into simple things. I think, you know, money with friends. That's why I like that title it's a super simple title. Like you get it right away. You understand what it's about. It's going to be about financial and you're going to have people on the show and it's going to be a cast that you interview. Like you get that right away. Um, marketing has to be simple. It has, to, it has to be 
Um, it has to be consistent. So like it, it whenever, when we work with brands and C, a new CMO comes on, they want to scrap whatever came before it and then do something new. So like Dos has got a new CMO. They had the most interesting man in the world. I can't even tell you what their current campaign is. You know, the, the new blood comes in and they want to, they want to burn it to the ground and start over. And, uh, with brands, especially, and if you're brand, if you're branding yourself, personal branding, consistency is important. You got to stand out. You got to be simple. You got to be consistent with it over time. And then the third thing is trying to get, um, uh, people in involved. So I believe in involvement marketing, trying to get your community involved with what you're doing. So what you're doing here, it, you know, in a normal setting, we would have the audience being part of the show. That's, that's a real important part of marketing today in the digital social media era is getting the community involved in what you're building and helping to do your marketing with you. And so I'm not saying Eddie Van Halen, uh, did that because that was uh, there was older tech then, but um, you know he certainly embodied getting people into the uh, rock star lifestyle. You know I think Van Halen rec like put out there we are rock stars. We're gonna party. We're gonna go balls to the wall, and that's that's our image. And we want our audience at our shows to to be right there with us. And I think that was their form of of involvement marketing. Well, and, I, well, and, and as you're talking, I'm just thinking about the number of tours those guys did. They did a ton of touring, right? Which is fan involvement at that time in a little different way before social media. They also, I can't tell you the number of Spin magazine, of a Rolling Stone magazine, like all these interviews I read of of Eddie Van Halen out of the year. It just always felt like he was out there for people. He was, he was a piece of it. There was another thing though, that I found interesting was that, you know, th this piece, this BBC piece talks about how he scared other guitarists. It can't yeah. just be, it can't just be an empty suit, Jason. I mean, this I think is the back, the basis of the soul for art of persuasion. There has to be a soul. There has to be something behind it. You can't just market crap. You actually have to have something that you're doing that's, that's marketable. And Eddie Van Halen clearly was that. Yeah. So, you know, in the, in the book, I talk about, uh, this idea of, of skill and being really proficient at something that builds inspiration and makes you successful in business. And, you know, his skill, like if the, there was a recent Gallup poll that said that who's the most trusted man in America. And it was Tom Hanks. And it's not because we know Tom Hanks, but we know Tom Hanks is a great actor that chooses great roles. And so people respect him. Eddie Van Halen did the same thing uh, in music. He invented that, that tapping guitar solo. He was a guitar virtuoso. He put in those 10,000 hours on his guitar to be a master. And when he was a master, people follow that. And, and it all starts with that skill. You need that skill before you can add anything else. And you can worry about marketing or your image or building a community. You got to have that, that, that foundational layer of skill. And that's certainly what Eddie had in spades. You know, he, how many hours did he spend in his room when he was growing up as a kid to learn that skill, to then come out as, as, as Eddie Van Halen and, and, you know, help invent the modern day rock star lifestyle. It didn't go he didn't start the rock star lifestyle and then decide he wanted to play guitar. It started with that foundational s skill building.
Last thing I want to talk about is how important the timely pivot is. And there clearly became a time when David Lee Roth going off the deep end not uh, wasn't working out the way that it should. A lot of people thought, if you remember, Jason, that uh, Van Halen was done. Instead, here comes Sammy Hagar. Van Halen reinvents itself. Really, I even felt like Eddie Van Halen's guitar riffs even changed. Like he changed toward who his new lead singer was to make a band that was a lot different than it was with David Lee Roth. Yeah, it, that, that's exactly right. And um, I think he, uh, I think it was the album. Uh, so 1984, if you remember, was like that huge breakout album that had uh, jump. I think that was the one that had jump on it, right? Jump. Um, I think jump hot for teacher Panama, Panama. And it, and so anyways, that's a, as an aside, that's a marketing that had like a, an, a baby angel smoking a cigarette Right. Yes. that had that, like that's a marketing image right there that you'll never forget. So like when you're buying albums in the eighties, you you're okay. I, I think I know Van Halen. You see that album, you immediately gravitate towards it. It seems dangerous and you pick it up. And so that's, that's a form of marketing. That's advertising your album with that cover right there. But they came out with all those hits and then, you know, they blew up and the next album was, was 5150 with Sammy Hagar, which was just as big as their biggest album with David Lee Roth. And I remember there was like, I think that album came out in like 86 and the, uh, 84 came out in 84, but there was like that small window where David Lee Roth had, those remake songs. I can't that's, remember what they were like. That's right. Uh, um, uh, uh, the one where he's wearing like the, I ain't got nobody, nobody, nobody. Yeah. nobody. Yeah. I'm just a gigolo. Yeah. Or something right. like that. Just a gigolo. And yeah. So then you, you were like, Oh, David Lee Roth's going to be the thing that emerges from Van Halen as like the hero. Then they came out with 5150 with Sammy Hagar. No one heard from David Lee Roth again after that. Yeah. And, and Van Halen just, just totally came out. But what I missed the question about was the question how they reinvented themselves just yeah just the importance of the pivot i mean there definitely are times i think that come in all our careers when you're like you know what i gotta i gotta take this thing that people see as a negative and i gotta find a way to then reinvent myself i feel like at that stage in his career eddie van halen could have just relied on everything that he already had and instead we we heard on on albums with sammy hagar i think a, a much different eddie van halen uh than we'd heard before yeah so he was he was a uh, a master and he, he kind of could reinvent his sound or, or update his sound i remember yeah. people bitching about his keyboards remember how he played the keyboards more often than people like come on man get back to the guitar but he was just going with the sound i thought that sammy hagar was bringing to the band I remember, I remember that. And, uh, he always said like the, the piano or the keyboards, that's the foundational instrument of music. And he would have pushed more into that world, but the fans were like, get back on that, on that guitar. He, he famously said one thing, uh, that I actually wrote yesterday in a, in a post, uh, that I always loved about Eddie Van Halen because he was such a virtuoso. And as you mentioned at the top of this conversation, other guitars feared him, but he also was down to earth. And he had this famous saying, if it sounds good, it is good. And that means even if I make a mistake in a solo, even if it's a little off, even if it's not perfect, 
it's still great because if it sounds good, it is good. And, and that philosophy from someone who had mastered their craft, I just always, I always think about that. You know, if it sounds good, it is good. And he was right. That's awesome. In just a moment, uh, Jason and I are going to have our takeaways from today's discussion about the career of Eddie Van Halen and how it applies to us. Uh, but first, but indeed, you have a fantastic takeaway about the life of Van Halen. What do you think? Uh, what's your big takeaway here? You know, when I kind of uh, close my eyes and try to think of like the one takeaway I keep coming back to, um, the, the inspirational persuasive power of skill and the fact that he was such a, uh, gifted focused, knew what he wanted to do, mastered that craft that led him from being, you know, Eddie Van Halen in his mom's basement in Palm Springs to <laughs> Eddie Van Halen that was, uh, that terrified other guitarists and, you know, rocked the globe. Someday, man, someday I might, I might have a shot at Eddie Van Halen. I, I got to grow some hair first though, to get to that spot. Uh, man, they'll fix you right up. They'll, they'll, they'll throw some wigs on you. You'll be fine. <laughs> my, 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 my uh, takeaway uh, dovetails of what we talked about yesterday, Jason, you know, yesterday for people that missed it, we spoke about, um, about influencer marketing. And I feel like everybody has become a marketing channel. Friends of mine doing the duck lips picture that I still don't understand photo after <laughs> photo of them doing stuff. Everybody seems to be marketing themselves and there seem to be more and more people calling themselves influencers. Yet before you market yourself, you have to have something to market, perfect your product first and then go to market. It's, it's a two-step process where in the past I used to feel Jason, like it was, there were a bunch of products out there that didn't have a home because nobody heard about them. Now I feel like there's a bunch of people out there marketing stuff. And then when I dive into what that product really is, nothing behind it. And Eddie Van Halen was, I think the opposite of that, learn how to play guitar first and then market the crap out of that to become him. I think that I, I love that. And I, I have friends building businesses now that I know aren't going to work out because they want the results of a successful business, but they don't want to do the commitment and the idea to get to a successful business. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's all show and no go. Yeah. And it starts with the go, you know, you got to have that thing, that idea, and you got to, blood, sweat, and tear it before you have the, the results of it. Now, let's say they did that the other way, Jason. They get it together. They create this great business. Then it's time to market it. You may know a decent marketing guy who has a book on the topic. Oh, yeah, I do. His name's Jason Harris. Ah. He runs a company called Mechanism with a K. It's an advertising agency. And the book is The Soulful Art of Persuasion, available on any retailers or on Amazon.com. And, uh, you know, I think... Uh, I still read it and get a lot of value from it. And I, it took me three years to put everything I learned in uh, advertising and marketing of 20 years of work into that book. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm definitely proud of how it turned her turned out. I'm a guy who's into design. Uh, people that know me know I love Roman Mars uh, NPR show 99% Invisible. I love great marketing and just even the look and feel of the book, let alone the message, which completely resonated with me. I thought that was great. By the way, at Mechanism, Jason, just with the microphone here hot before we say goodbye for a month, you know, m my favorite campaign of yours still 
was was Nordstrom. St- the, 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 just just the, the fact that you combine quality with the badassery of being able to do whatever the yeah. hell you want. Yeah. Just just that I think really shook up uh, Nordstrom's image. And, and yeah, I mean, talk yeah. about a company that really has a lot of balls and a lot of great stuff to market, but really needed a fresh marketing campaign. That must have been fun. Yeah, that was a good one. And I think what you bring out, whether it's Nordstrom or or any or any other uh, company is you it, it's about um, not I wouldn't say shocking people. It's about shaking people up. It's about when you do a campaign or you market something, you want people to do a double take and they, and reevaluate the brand and think about it a little differently if it's an established brand. When I see the pocket square and the kick-ass shoes, yeah. <laughs> but he's still wearing gloves while he's uh, cha- has the chainsaw yeah, for his log trees, cabin because yeah. yeah. he's civilized. He's I thought, civil, I, yeah, of course, I thought he's was great. Man. I think you can also find that still on the mechanism website as well. All right. And we'll yeah. link to the mechanism website. We'll also link to the soul flower to persuasion on our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. Jason, my friend, thanks for spending a couple days with us. We'll see you again next month. All right. Thanks so much. Show's created and hosted by us, Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel, and it's edited and produced by Ashley Wall. Money with Friends is a product of Money with Friends LLC, copyright 2020. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast and links to the stories discussed, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at moneyfriendspod on both Instagram and Twitter. Look out for our polls and quizzes. You could get a shout out on the show. We're well worth following. We promise. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other videos or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor. These people on this episode, they're here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you here back next time with another episode of Money with Friends. Bam, nailed it.